0: Hello and welcome everyone to Current Events, the podcast about what two randos on the internet are watching on television. And right now that is season two of the show Star Trek Discovery, and my neighbor's dog has decided to pick now (laughs) Just to chime in. Our special guest tonight is our neighbor's dog. (laughs) Um, So anyway... um, this is uh, this was really good. I was really pumped. You know, um, they're starting with a completely new storyline here with season two. Yep. Um, they, you know, there was such a bonding experience with the crew uh, over the course of the first season that there were really there was really no um, turmoil left. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody was really good friends and loved each other and worked great together, which was a process, you know? That, they, yep. that they, And so they really needed to kind of shake things up a little bit without getting rid of our favorite characters. And they did that by bringing in Captain Pike yeah. and uh, a whole new mission. Yep. Yeah. And also uh, establishing a relationship uh, between Spock and uh, Burnham. Mm hmm. And. I I have to say something. I am I, th- this just surprised me so much. Um you know, I've been watching this show since it came on. <laughs> right? yeah. Star Trek, right? Um so since I was, you know, whatever it was, 10 years old, maybe 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 younger, 7. And I have spent my entire life thinking that Spock's name was spelled S P O K. Oh. <laughs> And I I thought, well, that's how you know the difference between Dr. Spock and Mr. Spock uh, Spock is because, you know, Spock being Klingon, they don't have the C in front of the K. And I guess I just looked over and I noticed the the, I had the subtitles on and it was like, (laughs) oh, so I went and checked it everywhere. Everywhere. (laughs) And all this time
1: I've been wrong. (laughs) Well, it was just an abbreviation for a 10-year-old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So...
0: Uh, okay, so anyway, so this week uh, we st- we are starting a new season uh, with a new mission and a new captain, yep. and that's just very exciting. And we we open up. Um, do I get to do the IMDb recap? <laughs> oh please, we we can't start without the IMDb recap. <laughs> yeah. it's, we we took a week off, and I've forgotten oh, everything great. about the show.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> so this was only rated a seven point three, um, but the uh, the. the um, uh, the USS Discovery joins forces with Captain Pike to unravel the mystery of the seven mysterious red signals that have appeared across the universe. Um, And a little bit bit more elaboration is after answering a distress signal from the USS Enterprise, the USS Discovery welcomes aboard Captain Pike and begins a new mission to investigate these seven signals. Uh, Michael Burnham grapples with her past, growing up on Vulcan with her foster parents and her brother Spock.
0: Yes, uh, and, and I, I I get that it's only a 7.3 because I, I think that I, I remember there being a, a fairly vocal faction online yes. that did not like the change of uh, direction. Yeah. So uh, I like it. I mean, I kind of felt like we did the first season, so why do that again? Let's yep. do something a little bit different. Yeah, let's... Uh, I don't think you're going to play Burnham as the,
1: the mutineer anymore, Mm-mm. you know? I mean, she's...
0: Yeah completely uh, well, she's reformed
1: she saved the Federation you know she got recommissioned all, she's yeah. all good yeah
0: and we don't need another bad captain right yep. and uh, you know of course I'm jazzed because I like uh, Captain Pike I've always liked him as character you mm-hmm. know he was a kind of a counterweight to Kirk to me from the original series yep yep um he was uh, played by Jeffrey Hunter of course who's you know better looking than Kirk hmm. and he was more even handed than 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 Kirk you know yeah. uh so uh, i guess when the when the pilot didn't really come off uh, and they had to reshoot with a new a new captain they thought let's get a real uh loose cannon over actor yeah <laughs> you
1: know? of course cuz that makes perfect sense
0: <laughs> exactly well you know he owned the role yes he so. did yeah, so uh, you know, and we got to see we've we've seen different captains over time. You know, we've seen Picard, we've seen Janeway. Janeway was kind of a, you know, it was like uh, Kirk and and Picard were sort of two ends of the spectrum, mm-hmm. and Janeway was kind of in the middle. Yep. You know, so uh, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, I'm I'm very excited about this. He seems to have a sense of humor, which is nice. Lorca was just very dour. You know? Yes. Um, so yeah, so so basically, we start up. Um and we, we get a shot of the enterprise kind of swooping in and Which is awesome. Is awesome. I mean, yes, to see it rendered with modern special effects just never ceases to give me a thrill. Really love it. And of course I was super excited because I was like, Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna you know, we're going to go on to the to the Enterprise, and, and no, it's <laughs> nope. we, we don't get to see Spock. We don't get to go on the Enterprise. <laughs> um, you know, it's just basically the you know Captain Pike beams over and takes control of the ship. Yep. Um,
1: yeah, and, it was. It was. Um, I I like the um, the trepidation um, that uh, Sarah and Burnham are both uh, feeling a little bit. Ooh, um, you know, uh, we haven't seen Spock in years. Uh, how's this going to go? Um, yeah Sarek and, actually said I didn't expect
0: to see Spock again
1: yes um, as
0: if he never again which we know he does see him many times in the original series and the yes. reboot but yeah yep um, but uh, and, yeah and uh, I've got a note here where oh actually before we do that we should talk about the fact that Burnham uh, reads the Kirk piece yes the Boldly Go piece which is really interesting yep And then I've got a note that says, I guess Spock just never talked about his human stepsister because he's private. Yes, I guess. (laughs) Retcon. You know, I tell you what, if, if you're against retcons like that, um then you, you can't before expanding the universe you got to stick with just the original material yes. so yeah. I just think it's funny that like, you know, all the movies all the episodes of the television show uh, he never mentioned that he had a sister <laughs> yes. Sarek never mentioned he had a a uh, daughter a foster da- daughter, daughter you know? yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, yep, yep yes
0: yeah, and Spock's actually younger than her and yeah. uh, I, I don't know I he he was not happy to have a sister
1: show up. No, he doesn't, he doesn't. Sarah says, I expect you to be friends and Spock slams the door on her face when they first meet. Um, Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, there may, you know, one of the things that is, that has kind of been done, uh, so far, with Spock in the movies and the series and everything, is the fact that he's treated as sort of an obelisk of logic, you know, yeah. with a, a an underlayer of uh, of human empathy and emotion that he keeps in check, um, and he's largely untroubled, mm-hmm. right? Um, he acts as a sort of counterweight to the more volatile captain that he, you know, has been assigned to spend his career with. Uh and, and I think from what I saw in this show and in the um the the previews that they ran mm-hmm. for the season afterwards that this is going to be a more complicated spot. Oh yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Um
1: do we know what year it is? <laughs> well it's 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 clearly before the enterprise, I mean, our actual years are not enterprise. Yeah, years. I know. <laughs> what year is it this year? Cause it feels like
0: it's 2025 right now. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, uh, uh, obviously it's before, you know, Pike handed over the enterprise to Kirk. So Kirk's still got to be, you know, in the Academy or, um, You're cheating at the Kobayashi the Keiko- Roo test. Roo test or something. <laughs> um, and, uh, um, and yeah, I just
0: don't know how long Pike, you know, was was uh, was in charge of the Enterprise, right? I
1: think it's supposed to be somewhat nebulous, um, yeah, because yeah, we never yeah. hear about the, you know, the previous five-year mission that the Enterprise right. was on and, with Pike. And,
0: um, and he did talk about that, right? He yeah. says later on in the show, he says they had to sit out the war because they were on their five-year mission. Yep. And so that means, yeah, I guess I just always kind of assumed that the Enterprise was brand new when Kirk... Got it. Except you know, for maybe one ride with Pike or whatever, yep. Yep. but uh, it appears to have been around for a while.
1: Yep. Well, and if you go by the pilot, obviously Pike took Pike was out and ran into those the you know the mind the mind messing people, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was on his mission. So um, as far as canon goes, I suspect that this is you know who knows five ten years okay. ahead of ahead of Kirk.
0: Um, So so Spock has some time to sort of work out some stuff before he becomes the uh, obelisk of logic when when he comes back to the Enterprise. Yes, yes. Yeah, Uh, yeah, and he's... uh, you know, we'll, well, we'll talk more about him later. My, w- one of my notes here is that, because uh, I, I thought we were going to go to the Enterprise, mm-hmm. was how are they going to explain the lack of aliens aboard the Enterprise, yes. right? If you look at the, the bridge of the Discovery, which mm-hmm. is an older ship, right, than, than the Enterprise... <laughs> Um, you know, it's only about a third human, <laughs> yes, yes, yep. and you know, of course, there were no aliens on board the Enterprise during the original show, yes, uh, except for Spock, yes, except for Spock, yeah, but anyway, so we never got over there, yes. We um, well, there, if Burnham
1: goes that. over at the very end, but yeah, but we didn't
0: see anything, right? yeah, we she, just saw one literally. Room. They just they didn't even build anything, they just put her in a room, so yes, yep. yeah, uh, which I, you know, it's good, you know, you want to hold that back, but um. Especially because they're spinning off a series,
1: yeah. Yep.
0: With Pike uh, in control of the Enterprise, and oh, yeah, that's right. So, so yeah, so this is you know, really, uh, there's probably at least five years before Kirk takes control of the Enterprise, right? Because we got a whole new show yep. coming with uh, with with Pike uh, in charge. So that's mm-hmm. great. Yes, I just right. I, I'm just very anxious for the day that they announce that that they're they're going to be you know handing it over to kirk and they're they're recasting him you <laughs> know, but, <Yes. laughs> because I, I think the i think we'll be able to see the mushroom cloud in la for <laughs> <laughs> me oh, yeah, quite- we love shatner you know it's yeah. he's like that uncle you know that he's just kind of a character yeah you know, he's family so you gotta love him yep. um but yeah, they oh, get and them. And I just, they, I noticed in the in the credits that uh, that uh, Gene Roddenberry is back to Gene <laughs> from oh, yes. Eugene. I oh don't, yeah, I don't know. Eugene. Someone must have met, messed up that one time, but that yes. was funny. Yep.
1: So yeah, so um, uh, it's it's it, we get I think we get a, a nice opening there. We get a little little dialogue, but from Burnham, you know, talking about you know, the, sort of setting some background and and um. Uh, Pike, burnt, sorry, Pike beams over, and and uh, the Enterprise is like offline. They got hit by some massive, massive something, which is why we're not going over to the Enterprise. But uh, the bridge crew on the um, on the Discovery, man, they're sort of gushing over the Enterprise. Oh, did you see the specs; she's a beauty. Um, uh, just you know, it's kind of like they're they're in a little bit of awe of uh, of that particular vehicle. Um,
0: so yeah, yeah. And it's weird because when they're walking through the Discovery. Uh, the not the science officer, but uh, whoever the, the they didn't really give us a good introduction to the woman that came out that beamed over. I know that the,
1: the I think guy... she's security. She's security, and the guy's oh, okay. the science officer. I At thought first that was I her... thought
0: she, number one.
1: Oh no, no.
0: Do you, you remember that? major yes. Majel Barrett right played yes. no, number one with in the Pike version. Yes, and Wolf. I was like, oh man, I really want I want them to to, to do that again. You, you know, will
1: so. find out about number one later. But oh, good.
0: Okay, good, good. That's how she's always been sort of a cool figure to me because she just really pops in for those two episodes and then she's gone. Yep. And then and then turns into a nurse. Yes. Which I yeah. think is just so classic '60s, you know, mad Men treatment of women, right? Yes. What were you doing trying to get a promotion? Get back oh. in sick bay. You're a nurse.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, who knows? Um, I yeah. different characters. But um, yeah, I thought it was really nice, the effect where they you know, they beam in the, the security officer and then Pike and then they beam in the last person and you think it's yeah. gonna be Spock. And they're showing it from behind and his ear materializes and it's not, right. n- have a point on it, <laughs> it's like. Nice touch, yes, and you can <laughs> see past
0: the ear, Burnham's expression <laughs> fall. You know, it's like, <laughs> yes. So that was really good.
1: That was really uh, Yeah,
0: so I've got the note here. I'm like, oh my God, it's number one. Uh, but of course, it's not, unfortunately. Nope. But yep. uh, yeah. So uh, and then as they're so as they're they're walking uh, through the ship headed for the bridge, uh, she says, um, "I see where the um, Starfleet spends its pennies." Oh yes, and, the, the security and,
1: officer. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: Pike says, "Don't covet thy neighbor's starship. <laughs> starship." And I was like, "Now wait a minute, because." Everyone has been talking about the fact that you know, the Enterprise is a class above the uh-huh. Discovery, you know, and yep. and and everything, and it just looks more modern than the Discovery. So it was kind of a weird, a weird thing for her to say. I guess they were just trying to kind of play off there, but yeah, yep. didn't make any sense. Uh, and then, but then they do explain the uniform differences.
1: Yes, which is also great. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, we also found out that Saru has a sister. Um, that he yes. don't doesn't think he will uh, that um, uh, that he will ever see, um, and uh, Pike gives us the seven red bursts, and Tilly goes <laughs> Tilly goes all fangirl on him. It's she really great.
0: So perfect. It was that was just such a great interaction.
1: <laughs> you just need to move your your, your pink your, your oh, it's such a it's such an unimportant <laughs> figure but but you gotta move your fingers. Can I just do this? Oh, it's, that's just.
0: Yeah, she's she's awesome. Um the the uniforms uh you know that uh, Pike and his crew are wearing are close to the same the, the right colors. Yes. But uh they they are not. They're more primary than the colors. You remember that uh his his tunic was actually gold,
1: right? Yes. Yeah. Um so you mean they're more that's primary than the, the original show? They were more primary, yeah. yes, because they had yeah, so. they had to take advantage of that color camera.
0: <laughs> right, that's right, in living color. Yes. Uh, so anyway, they're not the right color. But then I remembered that actually in the pilot, with Pike, they wore gray uniforms. Yeah. Yep. So that's interesting. So maybe they'll maybe they'll maybe they'll paper over that, and maybe they won't. You never yep. know. You know. Well, you know that um,
1: uniforms are always in transition. I mean, look yeah, at our true. military. You know, so they went from yeah. something something gray to something a little more colorful, and eventually mm-hmm. they go, you know, neon red and neon gold and you yeah. know, yeah. bright blue. But that's that's an, for that's for another time. Um, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's like three hundred years from now.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so anyway um
0: they explain the uniform differences and i just have uh a note here that i really like this version of pike and it, it occurred to me that i like all the versions of pike, pike? <laughs> i like <laughs> yeah. him from the original show i like him from the 2009 reboot mm-hmm. you know and they've all had different takes on pike and you know they're fantastic so yep. Yep. uh yeah so that's good um and uh, I'm just—I just know i, just, I am mean, no, just super jazzed for this season. <laughs>
1: yeah. yep. Well, you'll—you'll—it'll. So there are some weird bumps, just like there were mm-hmm. in the first season, but you know, yeah, I think it's—it pulls together. Um, I—I also really like the um—the next scene where we get into the stamis and Hugh um mm-hmm. story, where we really get some—you know—we really, really fleshes out their relationship. Um. You know, he finally comes around to Klingon Opera, which I just can't imagine, but <laughs> so, oh.
0: Yes. Yeah, Cas K- K- Klingon Opera sounds completely different from Cassillian Opera. Oh oh it's Cassillian Opera. I thought yeah, it was Klingon yeah, yeah. Opera. That's why it sounds like music instead of fighting. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um uh yes. Uh I you know, I was amazed. I was watching that scene and I was just thinking, you know, we've actually only seen about three minutes of footage between you. And Stamets, mm-hmm. and yet they crafted a beautiful and sad relationship in that that three minutes. I mean, yep. it's just a they just did a wonderful job with that. And this uh, farewell video just drives the nails in further. It's just mm-hmm. it's really so well so well written and so well done. And Stamets, uh, the the actor who plays the yeah plays, Stamets, just does a fantastic... Anthony Rapp, I think, is, yes. his, is yeah. his name. And it just does a great job. Yep. Wonderful. The, the actor who plays Hugh, also. Yep. Um, yeah, it
1: was it was just really nicely done. And as he's explaining it to Tilly, it's just, you know, it's just... Um, uh, um, uh, it's just sort of a beautiful, b- Yeah, beautiful
0: and, and Stamets, when he's explaining it to her, and when he's talking to Tilly, uh, he reminds me so much of a friend who went on, like, um, a psilocybin walkabout, you know, mm-hmm. and came back completely different. Yeah. Right? You know, he was such an asshole before he uh, connected with the mycelial network, right? Yep, yep. And saw the many universes and everything, and he came back a person who has a, sort of a, an understanding of how small life really is, yep. you know? Yep, so that's that's a that's something they never talk about, but it's it's apparent and it's beautiful. It's 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 very smart.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um yes, uh Tilly just again has has some great scenes in here. Um, you know, she's talking about, you know, Spore, spore, drive's off, spore drive is offline, so they're reallocating space, and she's moving moving people's offices around just because she got assigned. You know the okay, right. you're at the yeah. end you get to be you get to move, you know, reallocate space, yeah. and you know, but she's drunk on power from this. It's just um, yeah. When she lights up and says, "I'm drunk on power," it was because she put that one
0: woman in a closet. Because <laughs> yes. All she does is meditate. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that yep. was that was uh, classic, Tilly. Yep. Yep, it was uh, classic. Tilly, but then but we find out that uh, Stamets uh, says just put all the equipment in storage because he's leaving. Yeah, he's going to go join the Vulcan Science Council to get off of the haunted
1: ship. Yeah, the T- ship that's haunted by the memory of you. Yeah, teach at the Vulcan Academy, which was you know great. Yeah. Kudos for him. But
0: it's a big deal for him. I mean, I'm, I hope we don't. Actually lose him.
1: Well, uh, you you uh, you know they they have the the caveat that well I'm you know it's been postponed until the end of this mission. So uh, right right. Um, yes. But yeah, he just can't deal with the memories on Discovery. Um, but then he has this great line while Tilly's talking and you know just being sad about it. And he says, "You are incandescent. You are just going to make such a great you know captain. Starfleet captain." Yeah. Um, uh, and then the then the the great line repeat after me, I will say fewer things, <laughs>
0: um, yes, that's a one that's just a wonderful little bit between the two of them fantastic yeah. uh and then we cut to a person reading a six hundred year old book yes um and
1: uh amanda language. amanda amanda um Spock amanda what's what are this, what's their last name um yeah, they are. Don't, don't, don't. They don't have last, last names, right? Yes.
0: Spock and Sarek and whatever. Amanda's but, the mother. Uh, reading, Amanda you know, is reading a six hundred year old book in a language I'm sure she doesn't even understand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this would really be like you know me like putting uh, you know my kids to bed reading the Canterbury Tales. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, so. Uh, but the real question is why didn't spock come over yes and so she talks to sarek about that and asks what did you expect spock to learn from me and he mm-hmm. says empathy yeah yes and then there's uh a hint there that something happened between them
1: yes yep um but uh yeah, um he uh yeah, it was it was really a great when Sarek was explaining the relationship, you know, he wanted him to learn empathy because he's going to have to learn how to interact with humans. Mm-hmm. He always and, and Michael asks, "Well, what about his mother?" and he said Sarek says, "Well, he always had great reverence for his mother, but it tends to fill up the room um, right. and never, you know, so never there were never other emotions there." Um, you can't
0: have a relationship with someone you revere.
1: Yes. Yeah. Reverence puts you
0: too far aside, too yes. far away. Yep. Yeah, and and that was a good way to say it too—that it fills up a room.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then we, and then we cut to Burnham entering the bridge, and this is something that I think they they do several callbacks to the 2009 movie mm-hmm. uh, in this episode, and this is the first one, uh, bursting onto. The bridge when it's in full activity, yes, right, is the most realistic thing I've ever seen on a Star Trek, mm-hmm. uh, and and I, I that takes me back to the Kelvin in the 2009 reboot when they are engaged with the storm in space, mm-hmm. and you hear about 24 different people talking at once, yes, which is exactly what the bridge would sound like in an emergency, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just gives this uh, this feeling of you know, this is real. This is exactly how the crew would react. And yep. and and so in in this moment, she bursts in. We hear the same sounds that we heard from the movie, and uh, and and the activity is the same. And it gave me an instant callback to the movie that is probably my favorite movie of all time. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah, it uh, was. It was. You know, and and. <laughs> Of course, they warp, they drop out of warp right into an asteroid field. <laughs> it's like, damn, space right, is supposed yes. to be big. <laughs> <But>.
0: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and Pike says, I was promised a red thing. Where's, Where's my, my damn red thing? thing? <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Oh, uh, yeah, they drop out into a debris field, and they're protected by their, by their shields. Um, but it's, uh, there's only so much that their shields can do. Yes and uh, there's a tremendous amount of uh, debris around this asteroid that has a gravity field not proportionate to its mass
1: yes which and we will find out later why but, You're right. um, yeah but yes and it's a it's a really it's interesting you know so there's all this this gravimetric you know interaction going on and um, they're trying to figure out, you know, no red thing there but there's this asteroid and uh, apparently there's a Starfleet vessel crashed on it. Um, right. The, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's it, you know, again, it's, it's just sort of a great, a, a great you know, exciting moment. This medical frigate, you know, Pike says we're going to get a landing party, but they can't beam over because there's, you know, too many energetic particles blocking the transporter. Shuttle doesn't have any prayer because it would get knocked around too much. Um, uh, So, yeah. Yeah, And then Pike loses his temper, sort of. Well, he didn't really lose his
0: temper. He gets short with everyone. And basically his message is, I don't mind dissenting opinions, but they need to come with solutions. Yep. And Burnham says, "Well, we have these pods that we're we were going to do a different thing with. It'll mm-hmm. probably work. Yep. Um,
1: yep. Yeah. So landing
0: pods. Ooh, okay. then, and then of course we have an away team that has you know all the major members of the crew. Of course
1: we do. <laughs> well, you know, doing
0: something that is so so dangerous. <laughs> yes. It just never in a million years would." Would they allow the captain to, to do this? Yes, you know, it's just so ridiculous. And, yeah. Maybe the
1: science officer. Maybe Burnham. Mm-hmm. Why the security officer? Well, the security officer has to go because Pike's going. Because Pike's
0: going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it makes no sense. And I've I've loved it from the original series through uh, TNG to this, this yep. idea that you know. Uh, there was there was a bit on TNG where uh, Riker would not let Picard go on the yes. team, right? Yes. Because he said, "That's my job. I'm supposed to protect the, the the captain." And I always loved it when, but he always ended up going down there anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they needed the
0: captain. It's television. Come That's on, right. you know, it's not not a documentary.
1: You're paying you're paying these big actors for stuff. They got to be. Right. Got to be in all the scenes.
0: It's yep. like the it's like it's the same thing with helmets. Mm -hmm. It's like they always need to take their helmets off. Yes. And I I always, like I'm watching The Expanse with Monty right now, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I wouldn't take my helmet off. You don't know that the air is, the atmosphere
1: is not going to blow right out of there. But they
0: need to take it off because you need to see the actors' faces. Yes. (laughs) Right?
1: Right. Although The Expanse does a really great job of leaving the helmets on in a lot of scenes.
0: Yes, and they 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 took a note from Alien. Well, you know, with mm-hmm. Alien, they had that problem too. They had to leave their helmets on for quite a bit when they were outside. Yep. And so they came up with the idea of putting a. a, a it makes no sense. Yeah. Right, logically, they put a light inside. The helmet, yep. which would really just blind you.
1: Yeah, right? you know, you couldn't see out because you'd have this nice right. reflective surface there. But it makes which, great for photography.
0: Oh, it makes it's fantastic. Gives you a fantastic shot. You know, it's yep. it's it's beautiful. So you, you know, you just have to you have to live in that
1: world. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, and then we get then we get another great scene with Tilly. It's like she wants a sample of this asteroid because she thinks it's like maybe not completely all baryonic matter. Um, but you, she also, again, gets into tilly mode. It's like, promise me you're coming back. I can't lose two people right. in one day. And Burnham right. says, I can't do that. She says, then lie to me. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's just <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so they uh, drop into these pods and uh, they shoot out through the debris field in... What is uh, another callback to the 2009 movie with the torpedoes? Yes, they would they would drop down with the torpedoes and and fly through the through the debris and and you know show it hitting the Kelvin and everything. Mm-hmm. Very effective. Um, I never bothered to stop and wonder like why are these pods spinning around and aren't they dizzy and?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's you know, it's, it's if if you remember the um uh, back in the. Uh, the 2009 reboot the Vulcan ship had that weird spinny exactly spinny thing right. on I it I about that um, <laughs> yes. and so you know maybe it's the same technology whatever it is it's just you know some sort of stabilizing mm. because they have inertial dampers so they don't have to worry about you know getting that's true um, but anyway yeah. so
0: and they they uh uh you know it could be some sort of uh, water field that uh, you know keeps the the stuff from crashing into them too hard or whatever yep. but yeah it was just like I said I didn't even think about it during the sh- during the the watching of the show it was
1: afterwards yes, right yep uh, oh, and so they, so they ganglia twitches also that's another great
0: yeah and there's a, it's a great scene because he looks over and sees a comms officer kind of staring at him and he goes what you're surprised <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what more <laughs> officers are in a debris field at a high rate of speed Eddie." into a, an adverse gravitational well <laughs> yes
1: yeah And I'm just supposed to sit here and be calm no yeah um, yeah but, but
0: that's got to be a real thing on the ship right is mm-hmm. people just sort of you know checking the back of his neck like, to see how, if how, if how if screwed are coming. we really because <laughs> <Right? Yeah. laughs> yeah. he could never say you know what we're all going to be fine yeah. you know because his ganglia would just be <laughs> sticking snapping out.
1: The- <laughs> you're lying to me <laughs> yeah
0: exactly yep um so, then we have the, uh, and of course, uh, we have a red shirt.
1: Yes, we do. Who is? She's in who a who blue shirt, but rules. we have a red shirt. Uh,
0: no, we have a red shirt. She's wearing a red shirt. She's The security woman is wearing oh, a yes.
1: red Oh, yes. Right? Oh, that's true.
0: So, yeah, and so my note was, they better not kill the red shirt because, you know, we cannot keep this tradition. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's become a joke. You yes. have to do something else now.
1: Have you ever read course, Scalzi's red shirts? Oh, I love that book. Oh, it's
0: absolutely him. awesome. Yes, I, re- I read that book probably five or six times in a row. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, very good. Um, so what they've done instead of giving us a red shirt is they've given us an asshole yes the science officer
1: (laughs) (laughs) screw Burnham I know exactly what I'm doing my you know my roommate was they kill him
0: in the middle of a mansplain
1: (laughs) that was beautiful just (laughs) hold
0: on honey and let me me boom boom
1: <laughs> it was it was just that awesome. Was
0: so funny. Uh, yeah, so we lose him and I think I think there was a round of applause when that <laughs> happened because he was really really obnoxious. Yes. Um yeah. So the three so then of course we have the the problems with the captain's pod. Pod damaged. And uh, we'll run
1: right. a diagnostic. The diagnosis <laughs> is that it's dead. <laughs> yes,
0: it's dead. That's the, the diagnostic. Diagnosis, yeah. But also his uh, his EV suit fails too. So yes. it, it won't eject him yep. because it would be injecting ejecting him into a vacuum without a valid EV suit. Yeah. And, uh, it, and But it's also about to fly into an asteroid <laughs> at 5,000 feet per second. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, so that, you know, they come up with a ridiculous plan um, yes, that Burnham course. is going to catch him, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, this, this is the kind of thing that my mind just zones out on. It's like, I'm just like, I'm fine with it, whatever. You yeah. Know, it's, this is just the kind of ridiculous heroics that we've come to expect from, uh, movies that ignore physics. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, um, so anyway so they if i time it just right you know yep. uh I, so she catches him and they they managed to get down onto the
1: asteroid just short of the spiky rocks it's like
0: <laughs> right yes yeah uh and no one really seems upset about losing Connolly.
1: yeah <laughs> like, well they were all in a, agreement with us it's like yeah, yeah he, he, he's expendable we're yeah there was
0: that. a moment where Burnham says, no! And that was it. That, that yep. is all of the commentary on Connolly's passing that, that we get. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so they end up inside the, the ship, the, the, the downed, medical frigate, yes. Yeah, medical frigate, and uh, a light begins to approach them and they draw phasers on it but it turns out to be a floating very small robot
1: yes it's um uh it's it's just like the movie whatever that movie was where there was the floating robot in uh um a wally wally it does (laughs) she
0: does those robots look
1: like eve Eve. that's right (laughs) yes Yes. So yeah. and I, and we, I was. I was just amazed that this this ship is still like sparking and crunching and everything after ten months. It's like you'd think that it'd be inert by now, but no, it's still like things are. Yeah,
0: I mean it. It depends on what they use. Uh, you know, they must have an extremely powerful battery system. You know, yeah. And uh, they, you know, the, what they do with energy. You know they must have such an incredible supply of energy oh yeah because everything that they do requires energy
1: huge huge amount yeah
0: the the idea that a ship could crash land and stay somewhat active for 10 months Mm -hmm. doesn't even surprise me and i don't even think it's it's unrealistic yeah um you know it's like when i was a kid we had those lead acid deep Sell mm-hmm. batteries for our flashlights, and our flashlights would last about thirty minutes. Yeah, yep. right. And now we have lion batteries, right? Mm-hmm. Lithium-ion batteries, and the, I'm surprised at how often I don't have to charge my phone. Yes, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So you know, we we've made huge strides, and so you multiply it times three hundred years.
1: Yep. Yeah. So
0: anyway, so yeah, so they're down, and uh, the ship is um, broken, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. For they came down hard. And the a voice, a human voice, comes out of the robot and says, "Follow me to, um,
1: you know, to your doom. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, to my master, yeah. right? And so, uh, oh, I have a, I have a note here. It says, it, it, she says, incoming target, and I very excitedly typed, is it mud? <laughs> 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 uh, you know, you can get a little overexcited about <laughs> <yes>. no, <laughs> callbacks no. and whatever, but no, it's not mud. Nope. So um, we get introduced. I, oh, to- I, 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 my next note here is: I don't know if they spent their whole season budget on this one episode, but it is gorgeous. Oh yeah. <laughs> they. I mean, it's 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 insanely beautiful. That flight through the debris field was was crazy. Oh yeah, I mean that that was that was 2009 reboot quality stuff. That was mm-hmm. movie quality stuff. It's yes. incredible. Yeah, they did a great uh, job. And so then they they find a human uh, who has survived the crash, and it's Tig Notaro, <laughs> who is uh, one of my favorite stand up comedians, and I did not realize that she branched out into acting other people's stuff. But Commander she, Jet Reno, yes, Jet Reno, and she does she does a great job, and uh, she's a little bit. Um, androgynous mm-hmm. maybe and so i kind of think that name is a play on janet reno <laughs> yeah maybe uh, right uh so you know anyway but she's very good and she's she's one of these super engineers who thinks that a body is just a machine yes yeah <laughs> and she's she's hooked up some real frankenstein monster <laughs> stuff in order to keep the surviving officers of the crew yep and yeah. one of the questions i had from this was um are there any enlisted men in Starfleet? I don't Is know. Everyone an officer? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, well, she said something about we got all the war wounded off the ship in escape pods, but these officers were too injured yeah. to move. So, you know, they they make some a- accounting for that. But um,
0: uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't know that um, I I don't know that I've ever ever heard someone called sergeant. Yeah no, yeah. you know or I mean it. It seems everyone's a lieutenant. Well, they're always they're, or or they're ensigns, um, you know. But that's you know that's, an ensign's an
1: officer. The, I know. A, it's,
0: the base level officer. Yeah, I mean it's just I mean maybe if you have enough automation, you don't need enlisted personnel.
1: Yeah, you know
0: whatever. But well, yeah, like course, when
1: Riker uh, manually separates the saucer section by yeah. saying, <laughs> <I think>. "Separate." <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Exactly, um, um,
1: but yeah, okay. um, she does a great job. You know, the war is over. So the war is over. Well, no one's speaking Klingon, so I guess we won.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, they they ask her about the signal, mm-hmm. and she doesn't know anything about it. Right? The signal yeah. led them directly to her. Yes. And yet she doesn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. And. Um, of course this is the big mystery of this season is what are the signals Yeah um, so they, there's a lot of rigmarole which we don't really need to go into because it's just your
1: standard, you know.
0: Oh, everyone's going to die, but no, nobody dies.
1: Yeah, yeah. They uh, all get all the transporters working they, and everybody goes, and gravity's failing, and things are collapsing. It's all very exciting, and Michael Burnham gets knocked out. Oh. Yeah,
0: she gets knocked down, and then they they transport without her, and so she starts running for some reason. I don't know why she was running away from the transporters, uh, but I guess she was trying to. I guess the ship was collapsing. Yes, right? I mean right. you see these things, these root. gantries
1: and stuff just falling and she's like right. running to try and get out of the way. Oh. Right,
0: and so she ends up uh, something falls on her and she gets a, like You're stabbed in the leg. You heard some broken metal. And, but then she looks up and she sees a red creature coming her way. With some wing-like things. Wing-like and antenna that can kind of look like horns um uh, and then a sort of a halo around it uh, yep. of white light and so you know it has this idea that uh you know this is some sort of alien power and associated with the red signals um and but then uh, Command, uh captain pike steps through the vision yes and it's him and he picks her up and and they beam out and she reaches over and she picks up a piece of the rock mm-hmm. for Tilly uh, but then, as she beams out, the rock stays there. Yeah. Right. So, they they she goes to the medical bay and they have her leg fixed. And Tilly comes in to see her and they you know make sure she's okay. And then she says, "Uh, it the rock did not beam out. The lot the, the uh, transporter beam could not get a lock on it. Mm-hmm. And so she's and so Tilly says. That this must be not made up 100 percent of baryonic, baryonic material. Yes. Yes. And I don't. I had never heard baryonic material. Oh no. Before. Yeah. That's
1: yeah. That's that, that's what the universe. That's what all of the not dark matter is is called baryonic material. Oh. Okay. okay. Yes.
0: Yeah, so they now they realize that something in this asteroid, which would explain its weird gravitational properties, yes, is dark matter, mm-hmm. or uh, can so that, interact with dark matter or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you know, yeah. So um, they uh, uh, they come up with a plan to capture a piece of it. Yes. <laughs> with, uh, yeah with the yeah by what,
1: backing over it. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, has yeah, like okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna slow down and catch it. Um, yeah. But uh, Tilly executes some impressive tech there, man. She puts this like they put this thing on the deck, and then she pushes a button and <laughs> it gets it goes all transformer on him. It's like
0: yes, <laughs> yes, <yeah, it's laughs> <one of those laughs> things that, was obviously bigger on the inside. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so they capture they, they, and they then stamens comes down to help in a nice moment. Yep. Uh and um and and so then Pike,
1: but oh, we get the, uh, we get this great line. It says, this is the power of math, people. <laughs> well, that's, that's that's in a minute. So oh, okay. they cut
0: back yeah. to uh, to Pike and Saru on the bridge, and Pike says, "I only commandeered your vessel for my mission. Oh, my yes. mission is over. So this is yours." And he hands control back over to Saru, and then they capture a piece of the asteroid. Yes. Yep. Um, and so we're, you know, we're tying it all up, and it feels like the end of the episode, Burnham talks a little bit with Pike about Spock, and uh, we find out that the reason he didn't come over is he wasn't there. Yes. He, he went on um, personal leave, basically, um, to solve some, some issues that he was having that yep. he wouldn't tell anybody about. And so she goes over, she says she wants to go over and see his, his room anyway.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Pike is, and we find out Pike staying on on the Enterprise mm-hmm. because the the Enterprise the damage was so severe that they got to basically tow it to a space dock. Um,
0: yeah, and and so he's basically saying it's going to be kind of like joint custody between him and and Saru, mm-hmm. uh, because basically the Discovery's new mission is the red beams. Yes. Yep. Right. Yeah. And so sh- so then she beams over to um, to Spock's quarters on the Enterprise. We see none of the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, well, see the outside. Yeah, which is cool because it looks really cool. But yeah, they—I mean—they literally didn't want to build a single set.
1: Yeah, um, for for this, they blew all their and budget on the pod ride. So yeah, yeah.
0: They well, they seem to do that in every season opener. Mm-hmm. They have one big, really big set piece that costs a lot of money. Uh, and she finds clues that Spock is actually chasing the red beams. The himself. red bursts. Yes. The red bursts. Yes, the red yep. bursts. And um, she hopes that it isn't too late to save him. Yep. And then we cut out after she says the word brother, yeah. and we got uh, a long uh, preview of the season, uh, and uh, which did actually um, give away or answer the what happened between them. Apparently, they had an affair. Yes.
1: Oh well. Uh, um. Actually. Well, you, you keep thinking that. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Uh, in any case, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, actually, I mean, when have my hunches about this show ever let me down? <laughs> <laughs> so... So anyway, yes, I, I hope I, I hope that this is another season of me going, "Wow, I was really wrong."
1: <laughs> there are some. So. I- there are yet again some interesting twists, and there's definitely a big arc in here that is Good. that is that is hidden. Um, uh, I mean, the red, the red, the red, uh, the red bursts. The red bursts are the thread but there's lots mm-hmm. of pieces in here that, that uh yeah. get tied up so it's uh, well they even
0: had Lorel fighting with the bat leth in, in in the previews mm-hmm. someone so yeah i mean I'm, we're not we haven't abandoned the first season completely no, uh, no. i guess the whole the whole universe uh, basically exists now in a state of the peace accords yes uh, between the klingons and if i remember correctly uh that was the state when kirk was captain of the enterprise yep, yes. the klingons were sort of like the soviets they were cold yeah. war
1: yes yep yeah. and um we we even had a in this episode we even had a a call out to laurel where pike had talked to her and said they don't have any idea what these things are either mm-hmm. um, so uh mm-hmm. yeah they're still the she's she's still in play um and we will get to see her somewhere, so okay
0: uh, and I know because of my my misstep with looking something up on IMDb that Ash Tyler comes back. <laughs> yes, yes <he> does. <laughs> So, although I didn't catch him in the previews, um, he I was just, in there. He was there. Was a real brief flash of him. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of it was so brief I couldn't really couldn't really catch what it was. But yeah. Anyway, it all looks good. I am pumped. Good. And uh, yeah, excited about this season. So, um, all right. So I guess we're gonna we're gonna we are done. We are done. And we will thank everybody for joining us. And we will uh, do this again next Sunday, right? We will. Thanks, everybody. Right. We'll talk to you then. Bye bye, everybody. Bye.